Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. And now, here's your host, Cordell Riley, in this special interview with Dr. Danny Brassell. Let's hear that conversation now. Dr. Danny, as I've been prepping for this interview, I've gone out and looked at a lot of your videos and things that you have online, and you say a lot of things that I absolutely love. But maybe let's start off with you just introducing yourself to our audience. Tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do, and all of those great things. Well, first of all, Cordell, thank you so much for uh, all the work that you and Evan are doing with this podcast. You're serving so many people, and I feel very honored to uh, to be in the company of, uh, of uh, past interviewees like uh, Patricia Fripp, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, and, and Santa Claus. So thank you for inviting me uh, <laughs> part of that. <laughs> Santa Claus um, is a tough act to follow, Dr. Dan. Definitely. I had no idea he had so many problems with the elves. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I also really want to thank everybody listening to the podcast. Uh, people that listen to podcasts are the kind of people I want to be around. Uh, there's nothing worse than being around complacent people, and that's why I love being around readers. I love being around people that are constantly seeking uh, better ways to improve. Uh, my background, Cordell, uh, we had a little chance to, to talk before the interview. Uh, I, I'm a keynote speaker and a trainer. I, I primarily speak to education audiences, but I really want to serve your audience today. I know you uh, work with a lot of B2B people on training and things like that. Um, I currently live in Los Angeles. My family is going to be moving to Denver very soon. Uh, it, it's a killer for me, but uh, my wife and kids want a little bit of a change. And so uh, if I'm going to be a family first guy, I have to walk my talk. Um, I speak to probably about a hundred different organizations every single year. I've, uh, taught all ages from preschoolers all the way up to rocket scientists. I can make that claim because I used to teach English as a second language to engineering students at the university of Southern California. And really my passion Cordell is really teaching everybody the importance of reading and how to love reading. And so that's sort of what I always talk about with people is what, what reading is, why it matters and how to get people to do it more. And as a thank you to, to you and all your audiences and to serve you, uh, I'd like to make available to everybody a complimentary copy of my book, read, lead and succeed. Uh, I'm sure you can put a, a, some kind of uh, connection on on the uh, website for it. Uh, if, if people can't find that, it's I made a website for it called Read, Lead, and Succeed. Dot com. That's a, a short book. You can read it in an hour, but it can uh, change your life. And basically, uh, the whole purpose of the book was I was with a, a elementary school principal who didn't know how to engage his faculty. So I said, okay, well, let me write you a book. And so every week I provide you with a concept an inspirational quote, an inspirational story, a book recommendation on a book everybody should read, but uh, most of us are lazy because we're adults. So I also offer a children's picture book recommendation so you can read that in five minutes. And uh, really, again, the point is to get people excited about learning through reading. Uh, and I, I, I'm kind of preaching to the choir because anybody that's listening to this podcast is definitely interested in how to be uh, uh, more effective in their business and in their life. So thank you so much for having me, Cordell. Those are great points that you touched on. I am going to go back for just a second because this is one of my passions, too. And one of the things I say when I'm talking with people in business, and again, we're somewhat preaching to the choir, but I think repetition is a good thing when it comes to positive things. 
I have a saying that says your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development. Personal development, what are you doing to put back into yourself? You've talked about people that listen to things like this. You've talked about people that read. I make it a point to read something positive, inspirational every morning before I start my day. Can you just talk about that a little bit more? Because I think it's such an important thing to just reiterate with people. Well, you're doing exactly the right thing. I always tell people you are what you read, so read good stuff. It's not a bad idea to start and end your day with reading for about 10 minutes. I'll read something like the Bible or something positive. I avoid newspapers because those tend to be uh, very negative. Um, But uh, really, absolutely, you need to be uh, uh, getting people excited about reading. I always tell people uh, the research is really clear on this. It doesn't matter what you read. What matters is how much you read. And uh, I'm constantly trying to get people to do just a little bit of leisure reading uh, to improve themselves. Personal development is key. Uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones used to say, you're the same today as you will be in five years, except the people you meet and the books that you read. Um, So I always emphasize to all of my audiences, uh, choose wisely, surround yourself with positive people, and read really good books. You say great teachers care. What does that mean, and how do you think that's important to people in the, in, in the training and education world? Well, it, it sounds trite because there's that old saying that uh, people won't uh, – gosh, I'm, forget, I'm forgetting the saying. I'm sure you know the saying is people won't uh, care what you know until they – okay, yeah, it's people won't care what you know until they know that you care. Um, I think it's really important for us to be authentic human beings, especially in this day and age. I see uh, a lot of negativity out there, and – you and I have the experience of training from coast to coast and internationally. And I can honestly tell people that, uh, you know, Americans aren't these extremes that are often portrayed is most Americans are pretty, uh, uh, they have a, a set of values that's fairly common. And, uh, it's really important to us as, as trainers to reach out to people and connect with them, uh, in an authentic way. And, uh, when people talk to me about what's the, the best tip you would have for a beginning speaker, I always say, well, why don't you share your failures instead of your successes? Because not everybody in your audience has succeeded, but everybody's failed. And you're going to be much more human to them when you share uh, the, the moments in your life that you were very vulnerable. I was just listening to a great interview with Dennis Waitley, who's uh, a tremendous role model to everybody in the speaking industry. And he talked about his first book on success. He wrote it when he was at the biggest failing failing point in his life. And that cracked me up. I'm like, I wonder how many people uh, in our industry uh, can actually uh, agree with that, that uh, here we are talking about how to succeed. And a lot of us uh, are, are miserable or having a tough time. So uh, in terms of caring, um, and this comes from my experiences. I was an inner city teaching teacher in uh, South central Los Angeles. And uh, uh, I'd be teaching a lesson and then I'd have a, uh, a seven-year-old kid say, oh, my, my dad got shot this weekend. And at that moment, I have a decision to make. Do I continue with my planned lesson or do I take a moment and let's, let's address this? And I always chose to address this because um, I, I thought that was important. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I've seen this in, in customer service. A lot of people, uh, my dentist isn't the best dentist I've ever been to, but he's the nicest person and he has a thriving business because people like him. And I think that likability factor is is really important. So uh, uh, for for your audience, I think caring and, and just be authentic. I mean, I I do what I do because I love it. I know you do what you do because you love it. Um, I see some people they want to 
start off speaking and make $50,000 a speech. They don't know anything about it. I'm like, well, that's not the way to go about it. The way to go about it is uh, be on a mission to uh, improve the world a little bit. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortal.net. You know, Dr. Dane, I agree with that so much. I, uh, like you, do quite a bit of public speaking, and um, I still get nervous right before I get ready to present. And every time I catch myself doing that, I say, Cordial, you're in the wrong mindset. You're thinking too much about yourself. If you trip or you do something, the right mindset needs to be, what are you going to share that's going to help your audience get their business to the next level? So when I remove it from me to focus on the audience, what a mind shift that is and just comes across with a much better session. So I completely agree with what you're talking about there. That's absolutely right, Cordell. Uh, one of my favorite speakers he's, he's passed on uh, uh, was a guy by the name of Keith Harrell. And Keith always spoke about attitude is everything. And uh, uh, rather than getting negative, you have to think about your audience. It's just like a product is why would you sell a product that you don't believe in? Well, you and I believe in the product that we're selling, which is uh, making a difference, helping people uh, become better, whether it's in their business or in speaking or uh, presentation skills. And we'd actually be doing a total disservice not to be providing that service. So it's, you're absolutely right about getting that mind shift and uh, having a positive mindset about it. So, Dr. Danny, you also say great teachers engage their students, engage their students. Talk a little bit about that, if you would, please. Well, in, not to sound too academic, I can't stand the academics around me all the time trying to impress me with all of the uh, bibliographies they want to unload. Uh, but there is one researcher that I, I always say really had a, a pretty huge impact on training is a guy by the name of uh, Howard Gardner, who's a professor at Harvard. And he actually is a professor at Harvard. I always joke with audiences whenever I cite research, I usually say it's a, it's a Harvard study because for some reason that sounds much more legitimate. But <laughs> Howard Gardner actually is a, uh, a Harvard professor. And back in the mid 1980s, he wrote a book where he described what he called seven multiple intelligences. And then about uh, uh, 20 years ago, he came out with another book where he described two new intelligences. So we could charge another $20 for that book. And I always point out to people, Gardner actually stole his ideas from a more important educational philosopher of the late 1970s by the name of Gary Coleman. And Gary Coleman said something all your audience has to remember. He said, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> so time you give a presentation, you have to realize that not everybody in the audience learns the same way that you do. And so I, I make a conscious effort whenever I give a presentation. I'm going to get everybody laughing. I'm going to get everybody interacting with one another. I'm going to get them singing, uh, dancing, drawing. Uh, you have to accommodate different needs because people uh, learn in different ways. And so to engage, um, all of us have our own different ways of engagement. But I, I've always said that uh, you definitely need to get people moving, especially if you're doing, I mean, if you're doing a full day training with somebody, you're going to want to get them moving uh, quite frequently. And I learned that working with uh, kindergartners is kindergartners won't let you stink. You can't. You have to be on all the time. And so I learned I had to mix things up constantly and, and throw in a lot of surprises. And, uh, you know, it's really important to me. I, I sing a lot with audiences, and I, look, I know I look like a fool, but I always tell people, you know, that uh, it, 
like I take your take your work seriously. Don't take yourself seriously because you ain't all that, and neither am I. And if you think you're all that, teach kindergarten for one week because those kids will set you straight. I have a little. I have, I remember a little girl, Lashonda. She Lashonda raised her hand. I'm like Lashonda, question. She's like, Mr. Purcell, when are you gonna trim your nose hair? And I was like, uh, this afternoon, thanks for bringing that to my attention, LaShonda. I am not all that. Uh, it was a very humbling experience. And uh, it was kind of funny when I, I was a little bit reluctant to train at the corporate level because I said to a, a friend of mine who's a, a very successful corporate trainer, I said, well, I, my experience is primarily in education. And he said something that really made a difference to me, Cordell. He said, Danny, you taught inner city kids that everybody else had given up on how to love Shakespeare. If you can get, if you can sell those kids on Shakespeare, you can sell my employees on how to sell better. <laughs> and I thought that was actually a really, so it gets to what you were talking about earlier with mindset Cordell is uh, I had a negative mindset and it was, it was very nice to have somebody encourage me to get back into that positive mindset. So for your listeners, again, when you're trying to engage an audience, you have to try different things. And so uh, I would, uh, you, you want to try and get people up. You want to try and get them uh, singing and laughing. Uh, we all know that uh, I've never given a presentation where six months later, somebody will come up to me and say, you know what was great about your talk, Danny, was that one PowerPoint slide with 18 bullet points that you couldn't read because the font was too small. I've never had a person say that, but I have people come up to me six months later and say, I remember that song you taught. Or I remember that book you shared, or I remember that funny story. And so this is what we're talking about in, in terms of engaging an audience. Yeah, awesome, awesome. That's probably a great segue into another one that I picked up. Great teachers bring joy to education. Uh, talk a little bit about that, if you would, please. You know, I, I've done a lot of jobs that I hated, and I, I think we need to laugh a lot more. I see so many, I mean, it, it's become kind of a negative world out there, and I don't know why. I I, I, I'm sounding more and more like an old guy where I just see people miserable all the time. And I, one of the tricks I'll, so here's a movement activity for, for people. Uh, if they just want a quick uh, movement activity is I'll tell my audience, I'm saying, I'm, I'll say, uh, okay, I'm going to teach you a trick. I used to teach my little ones. I want you all to take out your index fingers, put them on the sides of your mouth and push up. And so, so you're smiling and everybody's like, ha ah, ha we're smiling. I'm like, you know, you need to smile a little bit more, uh, enjoy what you're doing. I, I, um, I guess one of the things that kind of cracks me up sometimes when I'm, I'm speaking, a lot of my audiences, and I know this is the same for you, Cordell, they might not realize this, but we've done this presentation more than once. And so uh, sometimes we'll throw in things just to kind of humor ourselves. And I, I, I'm constantly looking for different ways to push a button to get somebody to laugh. Um, if I'm working with, uh, whether it's a corporation or a school, I'll, I'll look for the person that's in charge and that's the person I'm definitely going to invite on stage to, uh, make them look ridiculous in some way to get them laughing, to signal to everybody else that we should all be laughing. Um, I don't want to be around people that, that think they're that important. Um, I, 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 I'm much more, uh, I'm more of the guy that, um, uh, I, I'll just give you an example because I, I fly a lot and it's, I was mentioning this to an audience recently that uh, about one out of every four of the flights I'm on, I'll have a flight attendant come up to me and say, thanks for being our nice passenger. And that's really depressing to me, Cordell. All I ever do is I, I get to know the names of all the different employees on the, on the flight and I, I, I address them by their name. I, I, I say, hi, please, thank you. Talk to them a little bit in small chat. 
isn't it sad that just those little small acts of courtesy stand out today because so few people do them? Um, and um, so I, I'm trying to bring a little bit of joy into the world. I, I had, uh, since I'm moving, I went down to San Diego yesterday to visit some friends. They had a little uh, going away uh, brunch for me. And uh, so that's how I started today was uh, by writing thank you cards to all those people, handwritten thank you cards. And it's amazing to me how how few people do a handwritten thank you card for anything. So um, it's those little things to bring joy. Uh, another game I play at every day is uh, I try and find the grumpiest looking person and try and figure out a way to get that person to smile. It's those little things. Uh, I, I, I did this, and a lot of it was just uh, teaching in the inner city, uh, it gave me perspective. There was things that I had students that had encountered that I, I, I wouldn't wish on an adult. And uh, uh, I'm trying to, to get people to lighten up a little bit more. Um, we, there's, a, there's enough serious stuff going on in the world. Uh, uh, our job is to bring a little bit of joy into the world. We're so glad you're listening to this episode of Training Unleashed, brought to you by Tortal Training. The difference between Tortal Training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training. Want to find out more? Just go to Tortal.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, Tortal.net. Dr. Danny, I could sit and listen to this all day, and I'm taking copious notes as we're going along here, and I hope my audience is as well. But I want to be respectful of your time and everybody else's time here. But, again, I could seriously continue to do this all day because I'm finding this very, very enjoyable, Um, despite the fact that your Broncos took my Carolina Panther Super Bowl that we're supposed to have a couple years ago. So despite that, you're really a nice guy. (laughs) Well, just so you know, again, my – my, I made a deal with God many years ago that said, just God, please give the Broncos one Super Bowl and I'll never care again. And we've been, we've been blessed. We've had three. But it, just just so you know, I was actually rooting for your Carolina Panthers that game because they had never won a Super Bowl. So I got well, that. I like, I like you even more now. I like you even more. <laughs> uh, Dr. Danny, maybe let's wrap up this way. Yeah. What's one training tip you would like to share with the audience? First of all, you share tons right now. But if you had one big training tip that you wanted to leave our audience with, what would that, uh, what would that be? Well, probably I'll, I'll leave your audience the same way I always ended class every day with my students. And it was this, I always told them education is valuable, but it's execution. That's priceless. Knowledge is not power. Only applied knowledge is power. Knowing what the right thing to do and actually doing it are two different things. Or, as my pastor always likes to say, I don't expect everybody in the audience to do everything I just suggested, Cordell, but for goodness sakes, folks that are listening, please try something that we just suggested. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do something. You got to do something. Uh, Dr. Daddy, thank you again. This has been awesome. Uh, We are going to make sure we get your information, the uh, book offer. We're going to get those on this uh, podcast so that people can actually get those and certainly connect and follow you more if they like. So this has been very, very enjoyable. I want to also say thank you to our Training Unleashed audience for joining us for this session. Please continue to come back for others. We certainly hope that you all have a great and wonderful day. Take care, all. Bye-bye. This has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.